Hey folks, thanks for tuning in to Reptile Living Room. I am your host as always, John F. Taylor. And uh, once again, of course, we are brought to you by Marsha McGinnis of Golden Gate Geckos. Looking for the finest uh, captive bred uh, leopard, African fat tail, or even the Aussie geckos, and even the Coleonic species, definitely check Marsha out. She's got uh, everything you need, all the care sheets, everything you uh, could possibly want to know about the geckos right there on her website. That's www.goldengategeckos.com. Once again, give her a tumble. There's no reason you shouldn't. She's a great lady, there to help at any time you need. So, jumping right into the show this week, um, we actually interviewed uh, Phil and Care from Ornamental Insects. Now, they have a Facebook page, they're on Twitter at uh, Ornament Insect. They are just awesome guys, and, they breed, and they're uh, working with mantids, some of the ghost mantids, um, some white arm mantids, just really incredible stuff. Now... For our United States listeners, they can't ship right now to the United States, but they're kind of working on that, I think. So, uh, this is our first bug podcast, really, so I hope you enjoy it. I know I did. Uh, Phil and Kara are very knowledgeable about what they're doing with the Mantids. Uh, they got some great videos on their site, so they do have a Facebook page. It's uh, ornamentalinsect.com. Once again, it's ornamentalinsect.com. And, uh, yeah, so without further ado, here's Phil and Kara talking to me about the uh, Mantid species. Thanks for tuning in. And so I'm on the phone today with uh, Phil and Kerr uh, from Ornamental Insects. And how did you guys get into owning mantids in the first place? I guess would be the best place to start. Um, both of us kind of had different ways in. Oh, okay. Uh, so, I don't know, do you want to talk about your reptile? Yeah, I guess that'll be me. Um, I, I work in a reptile shop over here. Oh, okay. Um, so I've always had sort of dealings with insects and mantids and things like that. Um, just then ended up with summer's pets. Um, just went from there, really. Okay. Okay. The, the, and it's kind of through Phil um, that that I got involved. Um, <coughs> basically, I first uh, got in contact with Phil and eventually met him uh, via Twitter and conversations about geckos because we, we both own crested geckos. Oh, very cool. Um, and, and it, you know, often when I go around to his house, it would be, um, hey, Kia, look at this new thing I've got. And it would be a spider or a yeah. scorpion or some, some new thing that was mm-hmm. the coolest. And um, he showed me, I think it was a wandering violin mantis. Was it? Yeah. 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 Show, show, me this, show me this wandering violin mantis. And I had never, well, of course, I'd heard of a praying mantis before. I mean, right. everyone's heard of that, but I'd never seen a mantis uh, in for real before right. and I think I must have stared at this thing for like nearly 10 minutes <laughs> my mouth went open because I just never experienced anything like it um, I was just completely captivated by this this creature that I was told was an insect but looked more like an alien to me and yeah basically from that moment um, we were just chit chatting about mantids and all the rest of it Mm-hmm. And uh, he, uh, when I saw his setup on his windowsill, where he had a, a really nice vase and you know substrate in there and, and all the leaves set up, it was kind of like a you know light bulb. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I was like, hang on, this is this has got some mileage. So from my point of view, I've I've um, I grew up with dogs in the family. Um, I've, I was never really a reptile or insect kind of person. Oh, okay. Uh, through but through geckos and the live food that you need from geckos and my connections with Phil, I've come to 
Nice. Yeah, because, I mean, some of the pictures that you guys have actually posted on Twitter and stuff like that of some of the mantids you guys have, I've never seen before. And I know, I, you know, I think uh, you guys might remember, I was like, can you guys ship to the United States? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I saw the one, I think it was an orchid mantid that you guys yes. posted. And, man, yeah. It's like, there's so many different, yeah. different types. There's, we started to compile... Um, a list of species, um, and we were, go we were going through them and trying to decide whether they were suitable for, for us to sell um, based on their size and, and the, the, the temperatures yeah. they need to be kept out of the food and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the list just grew and grew and continues to grow of, of so many different species. And, and, and again, relating back to before I got involved in all of this with Phil, I thought there was a thing called a praying mantis, and that was it. And, right. And the standard greed. Yeah. And the one that everyone thinks of. But, but you know, there are there are so many that it's it. You know, my, my that original kind of thought that I had when I first saw that violin mantis has only continued the more the, the more I out about them. So. Yeah, very definitely, I can, and I can see why because it seems like. Yeah. There's always a new species coming in or being discovered or what have you, so yeah. it's very easy to see where that came from. <laughs> now, and <clears throat> these are um, perfect apartment or um, I think flat pets. Um, you know, it seems like they're they were almost designed, you know, to live in an apartment or a flat setting. Um, how do you go about setting up something like this in order to you know start keeping them? Is it pretty difficult or? Well, I, th I think what came across to us in, in the first instant of how we could turn it into a, a business is that they are, well, it de obviously depends on the species, but right. many of them are really easy to care for because they, most of them are quite happy at room temperature. Um, okay. You know, you can feed them fruit flies and you can get uh, flightless fruit flies very easily. Right. And, yeah, I mean, they're just very, yeah, very easy to care for. A lot of space, or, yeah. And, yeah. and I think you know um, that the when we when we first started, Phil said, "Hang on, why, why, why I'm interested in having a mantis mm -hmm. by a kit from ornamental insects." And, and the, the premise was, we're not selling to people who already keep lots of different creatures. We're not selling to people who um, are already you know, enthusiasts. We're selling to people who don't think they could have a pet like that, and we're showing them that actually they can. Right. You know exactly. I mean? so we're, saying, we're actually happy to a market where people are surprised to see how easily they can incorporate a mantis into their lifestyle as a really unique and interesting pet, especially for, for kids and stuff like that. You know. Yeah, definitely. Now, is there any mantids that? Um that are not supposed to be handled or they're almost too delicate to handle at all? Um, I don't know for sure, but I, I, I don't believe there's any... I mean, obviously the, the smaller ones are obviously more fragile. Right, right. You just have to take a bit more care then. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think any of them are no, poisonous. I mean, no, I mean, some of the bigger ones, they, I guess, could bite if 
you know, and, and, and we, you know, we're talking significantly larger. They, in the wild, will take on, you know, there's a video on YouTube of, of uh, large cats. Mm-hmm. Mantis take a snake at one point. Oh, wow. And I'd say the largest species you have to respect. And mine is a large, on a, uh, is peak mantis, which is very big um, compared to the ones we have. Right. And, and you do have to care because they Are you guys breeding these as well? No, not at the moment. Uh, okay. But that is, that is our intention. At the moment, we use a couple of breeders in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do so because a different breeder has a different collection of species that they can provide us with. Right. Um, so the ghost, which is our, the main one that we sell at the moment, um, we've got a breeder who can um, batches of those to sell. But we're still exploring... There's, there's the potential of breeding them ourselves. We're still exploring what species we want to add of because we're very specific about, um, you know, the under which to be kept. Mm-hmm. So until we really know, and that's just trial and error in some in some areas, um, until we which what those are, we're not going to be putting, you know, all our effort in breeding. Um, right. Exactly. Okay. Now, <clears throat> take us through, um, like, the care for one of the ghost mantids that you would uh, sell to somebody. What would be the first thing that you would say to, um, would be one of the requirements, I guess? Because I know you guys sell the kits. Now, what? Um, explain to our listeners what comes with a kit. Um, I've got one here. Okay. Um, so I will describe it. What it consists of is a glass container um, of about well, 22 by 6 centimeters. Um, 22 by by 6 centimeters. And it's a, a rectangular oblong um, vase okay. um, into which uh, we include a uh, substrate, which is um, usually uh, coconut fiber. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very light and small to set. And when you receive it, you add water in it. Puffs up, and that's all good. Uh, uh, a substance like perlite, uh, just to, to keep the moisture levels from getting. You don't want it to get waterlogged. Um, in addition to that, we have uh, a little water mister, which is something you probably find in his handbag. A very mm-hmm. small um, mister that just makes it easy to uh, keep them uh, uh, humid. Um, I think in the the ones we sold, we didn't have that. We just encouraged people to get one from their local um, garden centre. But uh, there were a few people who had bad sheds or bad molds because they didn't have access to that. So we thought we need to do this as standard. Oh, um, okay, very nice. You get you a pot of fruit, which is kind of a, a mini culture, which is just to, to keep you, you know, the mass sticking over to begin with. And then we recommend getting larger. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you get what we've um, effectively named. The ornamental? Ornamental stick. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's uh, basically a stick. But <laughs> the point is, it's really important that uh, I have this house somewhere it can hang upside down, do shed. Oh, really? Uh, and molt. So uh, it, it's an absolutely essential part of the kit. Uh, <laughs> which we, we just basically call the ornamental stick, even though it's just a stick. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, on that topic of the mantid hanging upside down to molt, that's something I've never even heard of. So they actually have to hang upside down in order to molt from the old skin? Yeah, it's, it, it, occasionally we catch them in the act, and it's one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. That's uh, got to be. Uh, 
he had one maiden flight, mm-hmm. uh, and then soon after decided that he had enough of life. <laughs> so, <laughs> one flight and that was it, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. I, mean, I think he, he didn't like flying and couldn't really see it any other way of being, you know, existence working. <laughs> Okay. Now, how long do these mantids usually live? The ghosts, um, I think it's probably being between 8 and 12 months. Yeah. Um, wow. It's a really interesting thing because it seems to be relative to food. Yeah, it's, it's very much dependent on food and temperature because, you know, like many other invertebrates, you age them in instar. Uh, right. So, uh, so they're based on their malt. Mm-hmm. Other than time, um, you know, you, you'd say they live to seven pin star, and that can be anything from eight to twelve months. And, and right. really, if, if you feed them small amounts uh, in the <laughs> and the temperatures on the far end of the temperature, um, they they hunger. Um, whereas if you are quite neurotic and feed them often and keep them really warm and and, and stuff, then they, they mature a lot quicker and quite significantly. So um, hmm. that's been, been quite tricky for us to handle in terms of customer expectation because it's kind of like, well, how long does it live for? The people we're selling to are expecting, here, have a puppy, it lives for X amount of time. Right. How long does it live for? And you're like, well, actually, that's kind of up to you. <laughs> exactly. It's how fast and you want to grow it, really. Yeah, and that's that's quite bizarre. But I think around a year, which I think, think well, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Now, um, you guys can ship um, throughout Europe, is that correct? Um, at the moment, we're in the UK. Okay, just the um, UK, okay. Yeah, um, and that's the case of us still being young in terms of how the business has been going up in last year. Right. Um, we're trying to, to um, you know, grow things at a pace that we can manage. Um, but shipping throughout the UK is, is not a problem. Okay. Um, more often than not, uh, antis can be sent um, under the guise of being live food for another animal. Oh, okay. Um, but obviously, that's what's being sent for, and we should advocate that. But, um, yeah. You know, um, I think I think sending to places like the states and once was involved, um, I think things get a lot more tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's just a topic we haven't we haven't quite touched on yet. And, Perhaps after this interview, we might end up having to um, figure it out pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the whole. That's the hope, anyway. <laughs> now, as far as um, specific species that you work with, um, I know primarily it's the um, the ghost mantid, if I'm not mistaken. What other species are you guys currently working with? Um, at the moment, I have got um, two Indian flower mantids. Um, and those are the big yeah, guys, right? Not really. They're 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 also quite small. Oh, okay. It's a bit, a bit me because um, a few different species get that name, and these oh. are um, I can't think of the uh, the, the uh, Latin name off the top of my head. Okay. But anyway, we've got these uh, Indian flowers that are growing up. I've also got a wide-armed mantis, um, which I think might be too big for. Enclosures. We're looking at uh, orchid mantis. A lot of, there's been a lot of interest in that one. Yeah. Um, and also uh, a mantis, Walburgi mantis. What was the name again? 
Walbergi. Walbergi, okay. expect to start breeding and uh, are you looking at maybe this year or is that a couple um, of years out yet or do we know yet I think potentially because um, I've got four I've got a few growing yeah we've got, we've got four um, ghosts um, growing I think they're probably out chicken star um, okay and they're, they're a mixture of uh, genders so I'd imagine that it would be our first attempt that breeding will be these uh, I think it'll be a while before we understand the, the breeding cycles to, to rely entirely on our own stock. Um, okay. But I, imagine, I imagine we'll probably be at a stage this year where we'll, we'll, we'll be using our breeders, but also supplementing that with our own. Right, um, right. But at the time, we don't want to tell our breeders because they've been to grow and getting far, and mm -hmm. we've built really good relationships, and that's something we'd like to do. Okay. Now, um, where can our uh, listeners find your website? It's on Facebook, is that correct? Yeah, this is really interesting because um, I'm a, a web designer by trade normally, uh -huh. um, and I wanted to do an experiment, which is uh, which I ran by Phil, which was I wanted to know what it would be like to run a business entirely via Facebook um, to see if it was a viable option and what that would be like um, and so we, we, we got our own domain which is ornamentalsex.com um, right. but it points to our Facebook page and and the, the rationale was that we could get a following on Facebook um, we could create a miniature community people can post their photos and videos we can post our photos and videos we could you know Facebook releasing the pages application, meaning there's a lot more power we can bring in our blog feed and all of that stuff. Right. Um, and what the, the, the kind of theory was um, a thousand hits on, in your Google Analytics doesn't mean much when you compare it to having 240 people who have liked your page and you can see who they are, what gender they are, what age they are, and so oh, you, yeah. may get, you may get you may get less um, uh, less hits less hits but you know more meaning to those individuals. right and we have a much more personal uh, relationship with them by talking to them directly and and it just seems to work in our favour that we can create a more kind of sociable um, environment with our customers so. That, that's that was the that was the reason behind that. And that's been quite quite an interesting process so far. Yeah, I would say so. That that's very interesting. Well, very cool. So now via Facebook, um, like you said, you do make it a social thing. So you, um, any of our listeners can drop by there. Um, if they're in the UK, they can order uh, through the uh, Facebook page as well. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, of course, ask any questions. Now. Um, do you guys still, I think you guys posted some videos up there of some of the uh, uh, mantids that you guys have eating crickets and stuff like that um, 
I believe it was the wide-armed one I saw last time? Yeah, that's correct. Um, we've only just set up the blog. Okay. Uh, and I think we've only posted two articles so far. Okay. But we wanted to just start sharing the kind of behind-the-scenes stuff to show people that we are passionate about w what we're selling. Right. Uh, and showing people just the stuff that we get up to. And um, my friend has a high high uh, frames per second camera, a mm -hmm. high-speed camera, so we can get really great slow-mo shots um, and um, just really putting that together and sharing that um, is really rewarding you know um, oh I know it was for me because I watched like three times <laughs> yeah. um, and, and there's there are videos of, of, of mantids in captivity um, but not not many of them are shot well um, there are quite there are a few people who shoot it well but Oh, okay. It seems like a slight gap in the in the market on YouTube is to have some really gorgeous footage of mantids doing stuff. Basically. Right. Any of our listeners can find you at ornamentalinsects.com, and uh, that'll take you over to the Facebook page. And uh, once again, it's Carrot and uh, Phil, and they can answer any questions you have um, about any mantids that you might want to keep. You know, it's, it, Twitter has also been really important in in the in the early stages. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention you guys are on Twitter as well. Yeah, uh, which is actually ornament insects rather than ornamental insects. Right, that's, right. It's too long. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, we just appreciate you and everyone else who've basically been, you know, uh, advocates really, uh, or. Uh, um, just saying nice things about us and being interested in what we're, we're doing and getting the word out is, is really appreciated and the opportunity is really appreciated. So oh, thank you. definitely. Not a problem at all. Okay, so that was Phil and Care from Ornamental Insects. And uh, once again, thank you to Phil and Care for being on the show and taking the time out of their uh, their evening to spend the time on the phone with me uh, via Skype. And uh, once again, folks, if you like what we're doing, please tell a friend. If you don't like what we're doing, tell me and I'll fix it. I guarantee it. Um, we do ask that you visit us over at uh, reptileapartment.com as well as uh, Herpeticulture House, which is uh, herphousemag.com. And uh, both the sites are accessible. Uh, care sheets, you know, the uh, herphousemag.com is kind of a new thing we are launching in March. It's the uh, only true digital reptiles magazine dedicated to content, not the advertiser. So instead of thumbing through, you know, 20, 30 pages of uh, advertisements and stuff like that, you actually get the real content that you're really looking for. Now, if we said something here that uh, really gets you excited about anything at all in the herp industry, please feel free to drop some comments on the shows. Let these people know, let these experts know that people are actually listening and actually getting something out of these podcasts. Uh, do visit their websites. Drop by and you know, let them know who sent you. Let them know, you know we were an integral part in having you visit their websites. Drop by uh, reptileapartment.com. Subscribe to the blog. Subscribe to uh, Reptile Living Room via iTunes. Drop some comments. Let us know what you guys think. We'd love hearing from you. We do respond within 48 hours, guaranteed. Um, and we look forward to seeing you on the next show. Thanks so much.